When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Sooner Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner, presented by Riverwind, still the one. Also brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. AT&T 5G, the official 5G wireless network of OU Athletics. And by Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. This is the Riverwind Coaches Corner. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert. Our final scheduled show of 2020, so we had to go back to one of our favorites. Along with Gabe Eichert, I'm Chris Plank. Dennis Simmons rejoins us outside a receiver's coach. Had a chance to talk to him a couple weeks ago, but he slides back in to help us out here as we get set for Baylor. And obviously, Coach, the challenges of COVID-19 reared its ugly head for Sooner football this past week. But, you know, challenging week, but, I mean, that kind of falls in line with the season, right? Challenging season so far on that front. Yeah, I think we've had a, a good run of practicing against adversity. So, uh, you know, we got a game this week, and this is a must-win game for us in order to reach our goals and, and playing in the Big 12 championship. So, I mean, we got a, we got a big boy up and, and, and do what, what we're capable of doing. You know, and, and you hit it on the head because through a majority of the season, and Coach Riley talked about this on Tuesday, those testing numbers that have been oh so good. Uh, but then again, I think Joe C said this a while back, Coach Simmons, it's like a ghost. You you can do everything right, and the next thing you know, when you test as often as you do, it's like, boom, you're positive. It's got to be frustrating almost. Well, I mean, you hold your breath. 
least three times a week uh, before practice, wondering uh, if the guys that you repped are going to be available for you that day. Uh, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's the world we live in right now. So, I mean, you could either cry about it or adjust to the times. And, you know, we choose to do the latter and adjust to the times. And, you know, it, it, it's forced us uh, to, you know, give guys that you know normally probably wouldn't get an opportunity or opportunity to step up and it's forced them to take advantage of that opportunity and showcase their talents. Now, Coach, clearly really disappointing that you couldn't play the game in Morgantown, but it's been rescheduled, so it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. But I, I have to ask you, you, you've been coaching for a long time. You were a player. How weird was it actually having a Thanksgiving? I know it wasn't <laughs> what it's supposed to be like, right? I, and I know that's how it was for everyone, but that had to feel so weird for you to not be doing something football-related on Thanksgiving. Well, what happened in the Simmons household was uh, you got a last-minute phone call that you were going to have uh, you know, 12 to 14 guys driving uh, past your house and expecting a plate. So uh, <laughs> for us, it was last-minute awesome. shopping uh, and uh, staying up probably till 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning preparing Thanksgiving dinner to put in boxes to be able to pass out the next day. Now, I have to give a really, really, really big shout-out to my wife, uh, Tosh, because she did her thing uh, and she really stepped up and and, and helped out and, and, and aided in the cooking. And, and, you know, my players enjoyed her gumbo, which uh, I didn't get very much of it, but what little I did get of it was very good. Uh, but, you know, the guys was happy. And, you know, honestly, it was uh, – actually, it was probably part of the best part of the week last week because, I mean, it's – you know, we hadn't been able to have our players over and, and, and do some of the things that we normally do with them uh, in a normal season. So, you know – Yes, it was draining and, and, and tiring uh, staying up and kind of flustered trying to do last-minute uh, Thanksgiving shopping, which if you're ever put in that situation, I highly recommend go get your stuff early because trying to find turkey uh, parts and all of that stuff to make dressing at the last minute was not fun. Uh, but it was so rewarding just to be able to, you know, and I mean, it, like I said, you didn't. We couldn't have them actually over, but to be able to just, you know, see their faces, and you know, my son, you know, got a chance to put his little mask on and take them uh, uh, their food out to their cars and all of that stuff. So I mean, it was it, it it was it was disappointing that you didn't get to play the game, but it was you know so rewarding to be able to 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 put provide food for those guys. Oh man, that's awesome. That is just awesome. so much for a relaxing Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> but but it, it might not have been relaxing, but I bet it was fun. And then in that same vein, Coach, it speaks to that family mindset because everything changed on Wednesday, right? Everything changed. And so what did you do? You adjusted to make sure that your guys had the Thanksgiving that they wanted and deserved. I think that's awesome, man. So it was nice. And, I mean, you know, it wasn't just me. There were several other, other coaches on the staff that did the same thing for their players. You know, we just wanted to make sure that, hey, those guys, you know, had had a good home-cooked meal. And, uh, you know, I had a, a handful of guys in my room that said they were going to try to make uh, something for Thanksgiving. And if that didn't work out, they were going to go to Cracker Barrel. So I knew <laughs> right then and there, you know. <laughs> We had to step in and make some make some things happen. He knew they needed help. He knew they needed help. Now, now, coach, the the game gets postponed, right? How quickly in you guys have to shut the facility down, make sure you you know contact trace, do all those things when it comes to the virus. But how quickly, as a staff, did you shift 
to Baylor? Like, was it that day? Was it that night? Did you start game planning at home by yourselves? What was that process like? Because it's the first time you've had to do it this season. Yeah, I mean, you started game planning at home. Uh, When they shut the building down, they, they did exactly that, shut the building down. So, I mean, it was like, hey, get out of here. Uh, and you, you you don't have a whole bunch of time to uh, really linger around. I mean, you, you got to pack up what you got really quick and, and, and exit the building. And, you know, they start with their protocols as far as cleaning down the place. And then, uh, you know, we start with our film work at home. I mean, which we kind of got a little practice of that uh, when the this first round of COVID hit, when we weren't able to to be in the office of you know Zoom meetings, uh, staff, and, and and with your players and and doing things from home. So I mean, you kind of had a game plan uh, and had an idea how that was going to work. But uh, yeah, it was a, it's a little it was a little bit different when. When when you when you get that message that hey uh, we're closing up shop and you know it's one of those things that no one wants to happen. I mean, you know we we've we've made the sacrifice to play this season and we definitely you know want to want to finish what we started. So real quick, you had mentioned that there had been the practice with this from uh, the virtual spring that you had when the virus first hit and even the virtual meetings. And kind of a captain obvious question, coach, but how. Well prepared, then were you for a situation like this based on the experience you guys had had through virtual learning? I think we were, I think we were pretty, you know, I think we were pretty comfortable in that. I mean, our kids are doing most of their classes, are, you know, especially at this point, are online. So I think everybody's kind of versed in, in, in that, that new trend of, uh, of, of teaching. All right, we got Eichard's intel coming up in just a bit, but do we have a specific play we're even looking at this week, Gabe, or are we just kind of diving into the nuts and bolts I have of no idea. Or, <laughs> I have no, I'm not going to lie. It's been a weird week for everyone. <laughs> I like it. Eichard's intel, by the way, is brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. So I think in, in lieu of actually going through a play, Coach, we're going to kind of try to talk about a few individuals here and kind of what you've seen in their progression. And then maybe, Gabe, if we just looked at the challenge of continuing to make progression, whenever you don't have your hands on them and they're out on the field. It's got to be pretty unique, right? Yeah, because especially with the young guys, you heard Coach talk about it earlier, those practice reps are so valuable. And and you miss those, right, after the last week when, you know, you're having the virus issues. But one thing that this staff does a great job of is getting young guys reps throughout the season. And that's why, like, you, you heard Coach talk about young guys having to step up right. maybe you're missing a couple guys right but you feel more comfortable with it because you've gotten those reps because you've been able to build that trust on the practice field maybe they haven't done it necessarily on the game field a ton but that trust is earned in practice no doubt no doubt and i think you know the way that we align our practices and you know kids aren't guessing what you're doing week to week uh you know from the start of fall camp into throughout the season. I mean, even in the spring, I mean, you know what you're going to do on a Monday's practice. You know what you're going to do on a Tuesday's practice. You know what you're going to do on a Wednesday's practice. So, I mean, after that first, you know, week, week and a half, they have an idea of, okay, this is what expect is expected of me now. How do I go perfect it? And, you know, whether, you know, obviously you like being in person and on the field and getting those live reps. But, I mean, even with that, when you're not, you're able to show them uh, through through uh, the film work and all of that stuff to help them perfect their crafts. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the individuals that have stood out. Uh, Dennis Simmons has been kind enough to slide in today and preview Baylor, which we'll do as well as we roll on with the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwood. 
thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners, OU Health, Anheuser-Busch, and the OU College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Coca-Cola, and OU Health. Coach's Corner is presented by Riverwind, still the one. Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Sooner Sports. Anheuser-Busch, whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. The Sooner Sports Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Presented by Allstate and Riverwind. All right, we get one more segment with Dennis Simmons, outside receivers coach for the Oklahoma Sooners, getting set for Baylor on Saturday night. Hey, uh, real quick, before we talk about the Baylor Bears, Coach, you were talking about those guys having the reps and the opportunities. Uh, has it been reassuring? Has it been exciting for you to see these guys that have taken advantage of some of the opportunities they've had maybe in practice or even on game day? Yeah, it's been really exciting. You know, and the most ex- you know exciting thing to to come is to be able to uh, you know let those guys be able to showcase their talent uh, in, in front of the rest of the world when they they do get their opportunities to get out on the game field. So okay, we, we've talked a lot on the defensive side of the ball about the cross training between like maybe corner and safety. Are you and Coach Gundy working in conjunction with guys that are inside and the outside receivers room, or is it pretty set if you're one or the other? No, I mean there's uh, you know there's always room for crossover uh, in that aspect of it, and and he and I you know you know share a great respect for each other and, and work well together and and, and work with each other uh, on a daily basis on a, on a lot of things. So I mean, yeah, I mean when you come to play receiver here, I mean we're we're looking for the best receivers. Uh, and then once we we you know get them, or once you get those guys, then you just kind of you know slot them out with you know who's your top four or who your top five and then kind of slot it out that way so I mean a lot of times where you know you're evaluating and it's not like okay well this guy's only an inside guy or this only a guy is an outside guy we're looking for the best receiver if you can play receiver and you're good at your craft we're, we're looking for you and you know we'll We'll slot you, uh, slot you in, you know, after you get here. And at the end of the day, we're trying to build a portfolio for each one of those kids anyway. So when they do get ready to transition on to the next level in the NFL, they're able to showcase that, hey, I can do, you know, both inside, outside, right side, left side, which, you know, if you look at C.D. Lamb, for example, I mean, he played – outside here with me but we would line him up in the slot and now look at him you know he's primarily a slot guy right now with the Cowboys in NFL and the same thing can be said with Marquise Brown which by the way CD I'm still in awe of that catch he made a couple weeks ago (laughs) diving in the end zone unbelievable Cowboys aren't having a great year but he is. he is right. He's proven. He's proven the uh, Raiders and Broncos to be very wrong for passing on them. I'm not bitter as a Raiders fan. Speaking <laughs> of guys who have started to improve, Marvin Mims. And I, the last time we had John coach was when he had tied the record for the most touchdowns by a freshman tying CD. I think was seven. But a, a, again, a, a guy who continues to wow whenever he's out there. Where have you seen his growth? And it seems like he's getting more confident too as a punt returner. Yeah, I mean, the more you do it, the, the you know the game's gonna start to slow down for you. Uh, you know, I, I I've you know I like what he's doing right now as far as you know utilizing his hands on his stem and, and, and working his releases and his routes so guys can't grab on him to him. And, you know, he's always been one of those kids that have 
going up and attack the ball in the air at its highest point, you know, which in, in the clip that you see right there is a, a perfect example of that. Uh, so I have been pleased with him a, a lot on that aspect of it. Now I gave him a hard time on that one. It's like, dude, you're allergic to touchdowns? I mean, we, we score around here. I mean, don't, uh, don't run out of bounds. But Coach, uh, something that stood out to me in that game for Marvin was it, it looked to me that that was the fastest he had played all season. I, I love the velocity he played with against Oklahoma state. Is it him getting a little healthier? Or maybe it was the big stage. The moment he, he just looked like he was at a different speed in that football game. Well, I think it's a combination of both. I mean, obviously, you know, Coming into this as a freshman at some point, you know, the duration or the, the, the length of a college season is a little bit different than what you experienced in high school. And, and that's even giving him credit to, you know, his high school team and made it to a state playoff game, especially within a year like we're dealing with now is, you know, with the startups, the start downs, the, the start back. So, I mean, that's a lot of longevity, you know, for a young guy on their body. So, I mean, I think, you know, he went through a, a, a couple of weeks span where you know he hit the freshman wall as we like to say as coaches with the, the aches and the pains and not really knowing how to work through it and now he's coming out of that aspect of it and, and, and has figured it out so I mean now you see him back to what you saw at the beginning of the season playing with the explosiveness that he had uh, early on like uh, another guy that I'm, I'm telling you guys that you're gonna you're gonna be surprised by Trey West uh, when that dude gets his chance you know this year you guys are you're gonna be like wow is he going to be one of those guys that whenever he does play, coach, we're going to be like, what, where is he? Why is he playing more, right? Whenever he goes up there and makes plays. <laughs> I'm, going to be, I'm going to be looking out for Trey West on Saturday. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and write that down. Guy. But, but, but you know what's funny, coach, because last time we had you on, we were talking about Trayvon West. And listen, it, it's hard to, to try to crack that lineup when you have names like Rambo and Theo Wees and obviously what Marvin Mims has done. But, I mean, there could be the slightest opportunity, the slightest crack that he can just burst right through and have a chance to make a name for himself. Early. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, you're right. I mean, you got you, know, you got the Weiss, you got the Howard, you got the Mims, you got the Rambo. I mean, and then, you know, obviously in the inside, you got, you know, Hazelwood, you got Stoops. I mean, we've had guys here that uh, are, have guys here in our program that have, that have made plays. And, uh, you know, we're going to have guys here that will continue to make plays. Uh, and, you know, we've done a great job of spreading the ball around. So, I mean, you know, everybody's had an opportunity to be able to, to step in and showcase their talent. Coach, this weekend, I, it presents an interesting challenge for the offensive staff in my mind because you've got Dave Aranda now as the head coach at Baylor. He's brought his system to Baylor. And then you also have that LSU game from last year to look back on to look at the schematics not necessarily the personnel right we we know that Baylor doesn't necessarily have the athletes that LSU had on the defensive side last season but how hard is it to kind of mesh those two things together what you're seeing from Baylor this year and then what Aranda did to you guys last year in that Peach Bowl well I mean I think here's the hidden secret that most people don't know I mean our history with Dave Aranda goes back to our Texas Tech days. So, I mean, Dave knows this offense. Dave knows us, and we know Dave. So, I mean, yeah, it will be an interesting chess master. Right, he was like a GA, wasn't he, back in the early 2000s? Yeah. Wow, I, 
I say early 2000s, what are we looking at, like <laughs> 2008, 09, somewhere in that area. But that familiarity works both ways, as you said, right? He's familiar with what you do, but you guys are also familiar with what he does, right? Yeah, and I mean, Dave, Dave is a football genius. He's a brilliant football coach and a very smart man. So, I mean, like I said, that, that, chess, uh, that chess master will be very interesting. It's going to be fun, 7 o'clock on Saturday night, Oklahoma and Baylor on Fox. We'll have radio coverage beginning at 5 p.m. All right, Coach, the fans get the final question. It's time for the Academy Sports and Outdoor Twitter question of the day. And, of course, Twitter blew up with the news that the visor, Bob Stoops, was out <laughs> helping out of practice the other day. Craig and Norman wants to know, what connection, if any, did you have with Coach Stoops when you were hired at OU? Uh, none. <laughs> <laughs> I was like most of the fans here in Norman. I was just a fan of Coach Stoops. Uh, and really, uh, you know, I had seen him pregame and on the sideline, you know, when we were at Tech. But, I mean, we had really had no communication and and no no personal experience prior to me uh, interviewing with him and getting hired. Uh, I will say, you know, after I, I, I was hired here and after I got a chance to meet with him, I mean, it's – one of the, the, the best human beings that you'll ever meet, uh, you know, and not just because he's a great football coach, but, I mean, he is a all-around true great dude. Uh, and if you look at the example that he's lived his life and he's set forth, you know, as a father, I mean, it's, it's priceless. Uh, you know, Drake, Isaac, they, you know, great kids. So, I mean, I've, I've learned more than just X's and O's from him. I've learned, you know, how to, you know, some, some examples of, of what to do is for his parenting and how to be a good father, how to be a good husband, the whole nine. That's awesome. Great stuff. And as a former player, you can attest to that too under Bob, right? I love that, man. <laughs> Coach Simmons, we appreciate you, man. Thanks for sliding in on short notice. We always love talking to you. Have a great time on Saturday night. All right, man. Thank you, guys. You're the best. Dennis Simmons, outside receivers coach. Raider Nation, Jamar Kane is next here on Coach's Corner. Stick around. <laughs> OU's football games are available on Exodus 96.5 FM in Oklahoma City and 101.5 FM El Patron in Tulsa, as well as on those stations' websites. Each OU Spanish broadcast will feature a 30-minute pregame show and a 15-minute postgame show. Riverwind, still the one. Walden Cleaners and Laundry, where the difference is quality. Sport Clips, it's good to be a guy. This segment is brought to you by Community Coffee. Family-owned Community Coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. <laughs> Let's talk some defense. Let's talk some defense. Jamar Kane joins us, outside backers coach, first year at Oklahoma here on the Coach's Corner, presented by Riverwind. Coach, first and foremost, uh, unique weekend, obviously, with the game getting postponed. Yep. Can you take us through what it was like to shift from on the field to virtual for a couple of days for you guys? Um, it's been it's been fun. Like it's, it's, it's the same thing we, we kind of did in the summer a little bit. So it's uh, it's been a little bit different. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Says it hasn't been tough, but uh, something we have to get 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 through and get through as a team. And it's that fine line, right? Because you're preparing, but then in the same vein, you got to stay healthy. So it goes yeah. from in the weight room on the practice field to boom virtual. But like you said, that experience that you've had before really helped out with this process. Yeah, it didn't. You know, again, like you, for for me, it's difficult because I wanted to make sure I was in the room and seeing those guys' eyes and making sure have that open communication with them on our installs but then you got to go virtual and uh it's been it's been it's been quite interesting just to put it in and uh you know in terms of that but uh you know some some that we 
we got it. We got a handle, and I think our kids have handled it well. Coaches ha- handle it well, so it's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, we we talked to Coach Simmons about this earlier, but you know, normally guys that are involved in football, uh, you know, as their job, they don't get Thanksgiving. And no. you've been coaching for a long time now. What what was it like to actually get a Thanksgiving, or did you actually get a Thanksgiving? What what was it like at the Kane House? Man, it was cool. I tell you what, I got I ain't napped so much in a while, <laughs> man. So I just napped the whole time. I'll be honest with y'all. I didn't come out that out of my bedroom. I just napped. So I don't know what Thanksgiving was. I came out, got a plate, went back in and napped. So I'm I'm rested. I'm fully rested. So. It was good. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. Rejuvenated. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't realize how, how good it feels to, to take a nap. It's been a while, man. And, you know, Gabe, I, you understand it. I saw your tweets. You were you had the pies and everything, man. You were the good pies, to go. Dude, at one point, I was wearing a onesie, Coach. Like, I was – you talk about living In the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, it was in the middle of the afternoon. It was man, great. It was I was amazing. the same way. I had that blanket on, on the bed. I was gone. I was in my little blanket, had my socks on. I was good to go. Had the heat going. I'm good. That's awesome. So, in a, in, a, in a roundabout way, kind of refreshing. And obviously, we want to get the team healthy, want to get them to where they can play, make sure everyone recovers that has been infected. But, Coach, was it good from a perspective of not just refreshing for you, but maybe for some of your guys and maybe it a wall? Yeah, we've, we've been going for so long. I was talking to Perk about this today. It's like, you know, it's been pretty close to the NFL season. You know, those NFL camps start in the middle of J- July, and we've been going since July it's just to get away from each other. And I tell my guys a lot time like as much as you guys are getting on my nerves I'm getting on your nerves so we all need to be away from each other just for a little bit so that was that that was good just to get away from each other for a little bit we're hanging out with Jamar Kane sooner outside backers coach so uh it's been a few weeks removed from Oklahoma State but since it's our last game I just kind of want to get your idea on uh the way that you want to see your guys play the way that you've had to uniquely install what you want to see from your outside backers slash DNs and now as you've seen it progress throughout the season, is your room where you want it to be based on where it started? <laughs> yes and no. I still think we can get a little bit more production out, out of our out of our go- out of our dudes. But uh, you know, if you go back to that Oklahoma State game, that's that's the way I want those guys to play. I want us to be physical at the point of attack and uh, you know, just make as many plays as, as we possibly can and walk around with a little swagger about us. And I think those guys definitely did that and uh you know this this whole group as a defense starting to take the personality of coach coach Grinch and you know that's that's the way it's it's supposed to be and you guys had a community have contact with coach Grinch knowing really well so that's what we want we want we want our guys to take that personality of our of our leader and our guys are doing that but for my my, my room alone I think the kids are playing hard and playing physical at the point of attack and hitting out the quarterback kind of what you guys saw on Saturday exactly what we want done in our room now coach with having Perkins back, that's obviously been huge. With Benito coming along, becoming a lot more productive, that's been fantastic. But you, you've also been able to play more guys. Yeah, seems like you're starting to trust a few more of those guys to come in, play some snaps. What's it like developing that depth? That has to feel good. And when you get in a virus situation, kind of like what you're dealing with right now, that allows you to feel a little more comfortable with what you've got, right? You don't feel like if one guy goes out, then you're you're just your room is ruined right I you know I, I go back to that conversation I had with Lincoln coach Riley and Grinch in January when we sat down and talked about the opportunity of me coming here to Oklahoma and I, I told those guys we don't win championships with the first two guys you win championships with a three four and five guy in your room 
And that's been something that I've always wanted to, 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 to develop because, you know, when you get it, when you lose a Ronnie or say Nick goes down, or you can put a John Michael in, you can put a Brendan Walker in, you can put a Marcus Stripling in, you can, you can develop a kid like Re- Reggie Grimes. I'm a true believer. I know that's something we said in North Dakota State, but you don't win championships with, with your first, with your ones, you win championships with your twos and threes. And that's something that we wanted to get, get it done. And, you know, it goes back to fall camp. I never always just put the ones in there. I always want to inter- intermix guys and make sure that I had confidence in putting those, you know, the second, the third, the fourth guy in. And there should be no drop-off once those twos and threes and fours go in there. You know, the, the last time, Coach, we had you on Coach's Corner was just before Ronnie came back, and you talked about kind of him being uh, in a roundabout way, kind of a helper as a coach, you know, to where yeah. he would talk to some of the young guys. Now that you have him back on the field, can you just take us through what you've seen from seven out there? Because, my goodness, uh, he is something else to watch. <laughs> he's lived up to his height, you know what I mean? Like, he's definitely lived up to his height. Uh, again, I go back to when I first got here, and I was talking to Tibbs about the about the room, and Tibbs said, man, you got you a dog, and he's definitely a, a, a dog. And, you know, the, the good thing about Ronnie is sometimes you have these great, great, great players, and they think they know it all. Ronnie is one of those kids that's always trying to learn more and trying to figure out more and he's one of those guys that communicate on the sideline and I could tell him to try try this and try try this different move and it works but our our defense def, definitely goes as as Ronnie goes but I'm just excited to ha- have him back man just seeing him play like that play right right there where he spills that you know that that guy coming back and stays flat and just makes a lot of plays and I told him you know the game is so slow for him right now because he practices so hard that that that's that's where we want him at. I, I feel like he just brings uh, a different confidence to the entire group defensively, especially up front. When a team wins a rivalry game the way that you guys beat Oklahoma State and Bedlam, I mean, what's this group feeling like? Not, not, not only a defense as a whole, but especially on the defensive line because this is now four dominant performances in a row. Got to be riding high right now up front defensively. Yeah, they they definitely are, and we we kind of we we got a motto up front. We got to be allergic to the steak, and you know, you know, be be allergic to that steak dinner, guys, because as mid as quickly as you're eating it, you could be take taken away. So um, they they still got to work work hard. But I'm I'm happy with that group, and I tell I tell my room, why can't we be the best edge rushers in the country? Why can't it come out of our room? You know, I think with with Nick and Ronnie, we've got some pretty dominant players, and we still got some guys behind them that, that are dominant players. So why cannot Oklahoma? Why can't Oklahoma have the two best edge rushers in the country? Why can't we have the best defensive line in the, in the, in the country? And we, you know, Tibbs and I challenge those those guys all the time. Like, if you guys want to be the best, practice the best, and, and go put it on, on film and show and show the world what, what we have. 24 sacks over the last five games. Pretty that's, impressive. That, yeah, that's 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 amazing for me to just to even see that see that stat right there. I mean, looking from Texas game all the way down, that's that's, that's pretty unreal. amazing. That's unreal. You ready for some Micro's intel? I and that's where I'm going with it. Uh, I like because it. Because brought to you by Orthodontics exclusively. Take it away, Gabe. Way to work the sponsor in there, <laughs> Plank Study. But you know, the last couple of years, Coach, and I, I know it's your first year here, but mm-hmm. all people have complained about is the lack of the ability to get to the quarterback, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And the defense has struggled because of that. How cool is it to be the guy that's in charge of those edge players and see the impact they're making? I mean, I, I'm just speaking from the fan base perspective. I haven't seen OU fans this excited about a defense in a while. <laughs> And I think it all starts with your guys' ability to affect the game up front and especially to affect the opposing quarterback. Yeah. um, You know, 
I think it starts with just challenging yourself as a as a coach. And you know, Grinch does a great job of challenging us as coaches. And he challenged me when I first got here. He goes, "You're at Oklahoma, so you're supposed to be one of the best pass rushing coaches in the country." And that's the that's the expectation around here. And I, you know, I got ego, so I feel like I am one of the best in the country at teaching the pass rush. And our kids are beginning to get after it. We work on it every single day. And now it's starting to become a competition, which is what I what I like. Like I hear those guys whisper in the back, like I'm going to get to the quarterback. Oh, I'm going to get two this game. I'm going to get three this game. Oh, watch watch this coach. Watch this. And that's that's and that's that's definitely exciting for me. So I just got to keep keep it up because the minute we don't get no sacks, some fans are going to let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, you know I'm right, that man Gabe. Is self-aware. Gabe, you know I'm right. That's Chris, you guys, you, 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 right you guys there. know I'm right now. The minute I don't get it, boy, you're, you're spot on. It's you're coming. Spot on. It's coming. So like I set myself up. Hopefully not for failure, but hopefully for a little couple more pass on the back because they'll let me know. I love it. I love. It. We got one more segment with Jamar Kane. We'll talk about the Baylor matchup on Saturday night. Little Charlie Brewer in the future with Jamar Kane next inside the Coach's Corner. We want to thank all of our Sooner Radio Network affiliates across the state and region. Fans can check out Soonersports.com for an affiliate in your area. And if you're traveling outside the state of Oklahoma, you can listen to all the action on either Sirius XM Radio or download the TuneIn app and listen free. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics exclusively. Hey, Sooner fans, when you download the Chick-fil-A app and order, you can start earning points toward delicious rewards. Dr. Tim Shannon and Dr. Mark Revels at Orthodontics exclusively are proud to present the junior captain of the game and are pleased to honor these guests as they take the field with our captains. For info on how your child can become the next junior captain, go to orthoexc.com. Final segment with Jamar Kane. Uh, hey, Coach, a visor? Do we see Bob Stoops running around at practice? What's that been like? Man, uh, that's... Coach out there. Dude, I, I can't lie, guys. I was kind of starstruck. I don't usually get star starstruck, but I met him yesterday in the hallway and he came up to me and told me I'm doing a good job. So I was like, huh? Me? <laughs> This guy doing what? a good job? Because for me, it's just work. I'm just working. Right. You know what I mean? And for Coach Stoops to come up and tell me I'm doing a good job, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing a good job. I said, Coach, I got a lot of work to do. He's like, no, I've been, I've, I've, I enjoy watching you guys play. So I was like starstruck. Then he came over to our individual, and I'm like, actually, I'm like coaching him. I was like, well, I got to coach a little harder than head coaches over here. Like, I'm like starstruck, man. I was That's so cool. Because I grew up watching Coach Stoops play. I mean, Coach Stoops coach around here, man. It's been fun to have him out there, for real. That's awesome. Uh, can, can you take us, before we dive into Baylor, I'm always curious. Well, I was asking Rodney this question uh, as part of the press conference on Monday. But from a player's perspective, it's one thing. From a coaching perspective, that fine line between the aggressiveness that you see and that you want and then not stepping over that line, yeah. how challenging is that? Man, it's it's, uh, it's challenging. You know, I just tell those guys, don't be too emotional, you know, because when you're emotional, you make mistakes. And I was trying to calm Ronnie down on Saturday. You guys all saw it. So I'm like... <laughs> Like man, just come here, come here. <laughs> and I'm tapping him down. I'm like, hey, you're doing you're doing a great job. Just calm down, take a deep breath. I got you, coach. I got you. I'm like, all right, man. Just I don't want to. I don't want those guys to be soft at all. But I also want those guys not to be emotional. And Ronnie, boy, when he when he sees black, sometimes he just goes. You know, I know the fans like that. All you guys like that. But I got to keep him calm sometimes. Yeah, I, I still. Uh, there's a couple of those when you watch the highlights, like. 
Lucky we didn't get a flag there. But as Ronnie told us, he develops a relationship with the officials. You got to schmooze the rest. Right. So he, he does a good job. Well, on that. I, I kept also there, there is a certain leniency when you're the best player on the field. <laughs> it, it's true. Yeah. They they let you get away with a little bit, and well. Number seven was the best player on the field. <laughs> so it's really good. Yeah. I kept telling him, "Hey man, they're 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 going to flag you." And he was like, "Oh, coach, I got taken care of. I've already talked to the ref." I'm like, "All right," and just calling him by his first name. I'm like, "What are you? What's going on here, man?" <laughs> me, me and Dan are boys. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, "I got it, coach." Me and me and Rick talked about it already. I'm like, "Who is Rick, man?" <laughs> his daughter Sarah. She's doing great. She's in soccer now. It's fantastic. <laughs> the, I'm telling you, I can write a book on this stuff. I'm like, I just shake my head and just walk away. Like, all right, you got to figure it out. Man. <laughs> when he was telling me about developing a relationship with the officials, I legit started laughing so hard I couldn't control myself because it worked. Hey, uh, speaking of getting working, you mentioned the young guys and before uh, you and Gabe break down Baylor. Marcus Stripling looking great. Reggie Grimes getting more of an opportunity. Brendan Walker. Pride Bish McGinnis. Let's go. Bish McGinnis and those green shorts that you were talking about I'm working out in. But, Coach, these young guys are really taking to your teaching and they've got a pretty good example being set in front of them with not just Ronnie but seeing what Nick's done. Yeah, and Ronnie and Nick have done, and even John, John Michael, John Michael have, done a, yeah. have done a really good job of like being the calming voice because sometimes I just go. I told you guys this last time. I just go off. I don't even want to. You know, I don't want to deal with those guys. And then you know, I'll get my coaching points to them, and they'll say it again in a calming voice. You know, so those guys are getting it from from two angles, which has been really good. And reps are so hard to come around here that you got to have good practices. Like I'm not going to take a Ronnie Perkins off the field. You know, to to to, to put put you in that I got to hear Grinch. So I'm like, why is he in there? No, I'm going to have confidence to to put you in there. So reps are hard to come around here. That's how it should be. This is Oklahoma guys. Like they, these guys should be fighting and, crawl, and clawing for to get get more reps. So you better have good good practices. And I need to have confidence putting you in. I need to go to bed on a Friday night like, all right, I'm going to put Brendan Walker in for this amount of plays. I'm going to put Marcus Shiplin in for this amount of plays. Like I can't go to bed nervous about putting you in the game. Coach, let's, let's shift to Baylor and Larry Fedora running the offense down there in Waco now. And especially the last couple of games. They've been throwing it around. I know getting to the quarterback isn't everything you guys talk about in that room, but Charlie Brewer, he's already been sacked 24 times this year, has been under pressure a lot. Mm -hmm. You have to feel good. I mean, you guys have to be excited about this opportunity on Saturday. Yeah, uh, you know, our our guys, and I don't want to get too too excited, but we, we got to stick to the plan. We got to run the game plan, and we got to earn the right on third down to rush the passer. And I make a – I make a there, there he goes running. I make a scramble cut up. I don't make a sack cut up. I make a scramble cut up and watch this kid run around because I want to see what he's thinking in the pocket when he gets pressure around him. But he's done a good, a good job, you know, just getting that ball out and distributing to his, his play playmakers like, like that right right there <laughs> and making the ex, – just the – extra play and you know we got our job we we we, we you know we, we have a tough job on Saturday and the good thing about this you know is this this quarterback we played against him last year and I wasn't here but this kid is not going to come in here not confident he's going to be ready to uh, go and we got to make him earn it Last year, the year before that. Yeah. He's been there that. for 25 years. Seems like he's been there forever. But, you know, they, they kind of struggle running the football. But, you know, from just an overall team perspective, I'm curious. New offensive coordinator in Fedora. Do you compare last year to this year and what they're doing offensively? Do you look more at what Fedora's done before with his offensive coach? I've just been focusing on what, they, what, they doing, what they've done this year. And I went back and watched the championship game. And then I went back and watched the, the, the game that they – I guess – didn't we come back like 21 points or something yeah, like that yeah, in the fourth that quarter Yeah, that first half year? was uh, – 
QB run game. QB run game, coach. Exactly. I went back and watched those two games, and that was it. Just to see if they would steal anything from those from those two two games, knowing that Grinch is back another year. So, I uh, I've, I've been watching them, and I just been watching this year's stuff. I watched the K State stuff, obviously, because I know Coach Kleiman really closely, and just to see what they did against them, and have an idea of their of their defense. But it's been it's been fun to watch these guys, and we got our work cut out for us, especially with this week this week off and riding high from that uh, that Bedlam game. We got to make sure we're ready to go. Yeah, that, that's interesting that you mentioned that, Coach. And you, you've talked about the leadership in that room with, with Ronnie and Nick. I, I know Baylor's only a two-win football team coming into this game, but it feels like you don't have to get those guys focused. You don't have to get those guys motivated. You you kind of have guys in your room that police themselves. Am mm-hmm. I understanding that correctly? No, you're you're 100 percent right. I kind of step step back now. You know, when it gets to around Thursday and Friday, it's not about me and the coach no more. It's about these guys getting ready to uh, to go. And even on Saturdays, I kind of fall back a lot and let those guys just lead between Nick and Ronnie and let those guys go. John John Michael too, and those those guys do a really good job of leading that uh, room and getting everybody to, to go. And this this defense goes as the front goes, and we 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 up front got to got to be ready to go. Week in, week week out, we gotta stop the run and pressure the quarterback as much as we possibly can. Because the game gets easier when when we have a good game and seeing a lot of max protection the last couple of weeks been easy for the guys in the back end with you know tight end staying in, back staying in, getting seven man, six man protections. It's been helping out the whole the whole defense itself. Max protection, the ultimate sign of respect for the defensive <laughs> line. There you go. It's a fact. <laughs> there you go. All right, you guys get the final question of Coach because I'd sit here and ask him about Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell. So let's talk. Oh, about let's talk about that Falcons game. No, let's not. That right, Falcons like, game. That Falcons game hurt, man. That hurt bad. It hurt me to bad. watch it. Oh I'm not a Raiders. What happened? Should have had six turnovers. Academy Sports and Outdoors Twitter <laughs> question of the day. This comes to us from Joe in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, Coach Kane, what is your definition of speed D since joining the staff? Well, I never knew about. I, I I've always saw the Twitter handles and all that stuff. You know, of course, everybody sees Roy's videos about Speed D. You know, Speed Speed D. And he goes or whatever that that voice that Roy Roy makes. But uh, you know, Speed Speed D is a model around here that we just got to play fast and everything that we that we do. I know it's easy to, to say that, but we're going to move fast on the practice field. We're going to think fast because we're going to keep it as simple as, as we pop, possibly can. We're going to keep fresh fresh bodies out there, and we're going to hit you with speed. That's that's you know, we're not going to slow down when we when we try to hit you. We're going to run try to run right through you. And that's my definition of speed D. Love it. Coach, it has been a blast to have you on Coach's Corner this year. Thank you so much. Good luck on Saturday night. We'll see you at the Palace. I appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for having me. That's awesome. Jamar Kane will come back and put a wrap on Coach's Corner for 2020 next. (laughs) Presented by the Riverwind. Want to thank Dennis Simmons and Jamar Kane. I also want to take a moment to thank everyone that's made it possible to do this show, not just on uh, Sooner Sports TV, but also on the radio network. Whitviney is our producer. She's done an incredible job uh, balancing producing this show and being a mom, which has been awesome. Thanks to Madison, who has been pretty much directing the show all season long. Miguel back in audio has been awesome. Uh, Tyler Adams is on EVS, so all the highlights you see, he's rolling them. And thanks to uh, Cord and Craig Moore and all the engineers that make it possible. So, really, this is our last Stuff's scheduled complicated. show. complicated. I don't know how is, any of it works. I, I don't either. I have no idea. We just show up. So, speaking of games still left... We've got ourselves a Big 12 title hunt that we're right in the midst of for Oklahoma. So, Gabe, in our final minute, let's take a look at the road ahead. Obviously, we know for Oklahoma, they've got Baylor on Saturday night in the rescheduled West Virginia game. But, ooh, that is an interesting one this weekend between Iowa State and the Mountaineers, isn't it? It certainly is. You've got a West Virginia team that hasn't played in a while. 
They got extra time to prepare. Iowa State's coming off an emotional win against Texas. Oh, and also West Virginia, there were some rumors that their coach was going to South Carolina. He came out and said, absolutely not. That's not true. I think that's a really physical football team. I do too. For West Virginia. They match up extremely well with Iowa State. Keep your eye on that game, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just telling you. It's going to be a fun one. This weekend. And of course, it'll be a fun one for us on Saturday night, 7 o'clock with the kick. We've got complete pregame coverage on the Sooner Radio Network beginning at 5 p.m. Of course, some of you might be catching the show in podcast form. As always, you can subscribe at Soonersports.com slash podcast. And listen, if you're coming to the game, come hang out with Gabe and I. We'll be at the party at the Palace beginning three hours before kickoff. And of course, our pregame show at 5. So everyone have a great game week. We'll see you next year on the Coach's Corner. Boomer Sooner.